Welcome to the Write It Down podcast with the 1513 Network. I'm your host, Brooke Murata, bringing you one-on-one interviews to challenge, inspire, and encourage. This next guest is Bethany McDaniel, the founder of Primally Pure Skincare. I'm excited to have her on because I first heard of her products through my sister, who is on a natural and holistic path of life, and she has also encouraged me to do the same. And so when I was connected with Bethany, I couldn't be more excited because it hit close to home in my own life. Bethany started this business within her four walls of her kitchen. So she used to package chapstick and lotions and all these different things, handwrite her own labels, shred magazines to fill up shipping boxes to get her orders out. She did the nitty gritty and now she is out and about one of the biggest entrepreneurs in skincare and I'm super excited that she came on here. We played a little fun game called Red Light Green Light which I'm sure you're going to want to tune into. What she thinks you should be using for your skin and what you should not be using for your skin. We talk all things Botox, retinol, face peels, all those different things. And she also gives us a quick look into what her skincare routine looks like. I'm so excited that Bethany and I are now friends, but also that she got to come on the show and just share a little bit about her journey. And I know you're going to be encouraged by her write it down. So sit back, relax, and get your pens ready because this is Write It Down. Welcome back to the Write It Down podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Murata, on the mic with Bethany McDaniel, the heartbeat behind the skincare line we all love, Primally Pure. Bethany, thank you so much for joining Write It Down today. Oh, thanks, Brooke. I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited. I know that you have humble beginnings um, before this business popped off. So I'd love to share with the audience a little bit about farm life and why you went to a more simple life and then what ultimately sparked your business inside the walls of your kitchen. Yeah, well, I'll start out by saying I never in a million years would have imagined that this is what I would have been doing in life. But I'm so grateful that that this is what I'm doing. It's um, It's been such a wild and unexpected journey with lots of ups and downs. And it ultimately um, came from just my own journey with my skin and acne in junior high and high school and finding that a lot of the conventional products I was using just weren't giving me the results I wanted and oftentimes were causing more damage like skin sensitivities and redness and things like that. And I always kind of knew there had to be something deeper to it, but I didn't really know what that was until I met my husband and we got married and his family was starting an organic regenerative livestock farm. And so during that time, I was just, my eyes were opened to the power of real food and what a difference that can make and how we feel and you know, our skin is connected to our body. It's not disconnected. It's a, one of our, it's the biggest organ on Mm -hmm. our body. So of course, how we fuel ourselves is going to show up in the health of our skin. And so that was kind of a light bulb moment for me of just realizing like, Oh, okay. I've been thinking about this all wrong. I've been thinking about this in terms of what products I'm using, not like the health of my body as a whole. And after graduating college, just backing up a little bit, I was working at the Special Olympics and my husband was a high school teacher. And we were really at the same time trying to get this farm off the ground. So we eventually quit our jobs. We moved in with his parents because that's where the farm was at the time. And I was kind of just making these skincare products just for fun after diving into the harms of conventional ingredients 
that are found in the products I had used for my entire life. It was kind of just like a hobby passion project for me. Mm -hmm. I started selling them on the farm's website. And then from there, they really started to take off. And that was over seven years ago. Wow. Now we have a, um, not making products in my kitchen anymore. We have a team of skincare chefs and, um, my team now is uh, about 40 people overall. We do everything under one roof here at our headquarters in Southern California. We do our shipping, our manufacturing of the products. We do our marketing, our customer service. Everything happens here, which is really unique to our brand. A lot of companies will outsource different things to like labs in different states and sometimes different countries. But it was really important to me to kind of keep it all in house and be able to employ people in my local community. So that's kind of been the journey in a nutshell. Wow. Okay. So describe to me in 2014 what it was like to sell your very first product and what were your emotions during that time? Obviously you were in that moment, not thinking years down the road that this would be a huge um, company and shipping worldwide and and people would be using your products and um, being an ambassador for your products. So what was that like? Yeah, at the time I was just, I just kind of had the mindset of like, this is something that I'm having so much fun with and I'm just gonna see how it goes. Like I'll see how the farm customers respond to it. And I was working at the farm, so I knew a lot of those customers already. And yeah, to me, like there wasn't anything to lose really. It was Mm -hmm. just kind of a matter of going for it. And, um, you know, I had one of my friends create labels for my products. I, I didn't have any money to start the company with. So everything was very DIY. Like I was handwriting addresses on our shipping boxes. I was driving around to coffee shops and hair salons, picking up old magazines and shredding them with like a shredder I got from Costco to stuff um, packages with and, you know, secure the product and nothing would break. So it was so makeshift. And um, I was just so excited about what I was doing that I kind of, I didn't see, I didn't see any of the... um, like there wasn't really that much risk for me at the time because yeah. like I said, we, we, I quit my job already yeah. and we were like living in, we were living with my husband's parents. So it was just kind of like, okay, let's just, we're just going to go and just see what happens, you know, in terms of the farm, in terms of my products, everything was just kind of like, okay, we've already, we've already quit our jobs. We, you know, we right. don't have anything else to lose at this point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was exciting and it was fun. And I was really just fueled by passion at the time. Yeah, which is which is good. I, I think that's like where the best businesses are formed are from a personal passion. And then then eventually you have to shift from being a creative to an entrepreneur. And that's, yeah. that's a weird shift to take is mm-hmm. to be like, all right, well, now I need to pay my bills. Like this is all fun and games and mm-hmm. I have a genuine passion and talent for this. But now I have to kind of take those goggles off and put the business mind on. And so what would you recommend to those that are wanting to start their own small business, some of the steps they should take or maybe people they should talk to and honestly, maybe just starting, what would that look like for those who kind of have a vision for something? Yeah, I think there's a few things. I think some people are really paralyzed by by the how like big of a thing it seems at first and how many details there are to figure out. And to that person, I would say, 
like just do whatever you can literally. I mean, I just mentioned some of the things to you that I was doing in the beginning because I didn't know like how to use, you know, a shipping, um, whatever shipping like stamps.com, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, one of the um, shipping services yeah. to like have my own labels printed and things like that. So I hand wrote them. I couldn't afford to purchase materials to pack boxes with. So I was doing whatever I could. So I think you can easily become overwhelmed by like, gosh, there's so much to figure out when you start a business. There's, there's so many different details and like boxes to check. And instead of just becoming burdened by all of that, like do what you can do in that moment. Mm -hmm. And if it's not perfect, it's okay. Like no one expects you to be perfect when you're first starting out. And there's so much time to make improvements as you go. Exactly. Um, So I would say that to anyone who's feeling overwhelmed by just the idea of starting something new, Um, do whatever you can go step-by-step. It's okay. If you make mistakes, you will make mistakes. Yeah. Absolutely. And just like kind of starting small, right? You know, you started small with with one sale and it's kind of like gardening. Like you start with the seed, you know, and it grows Mm -hmm. and then you cultivate it and you kind of pivot based on each season and and different things that come your way. And so I think that's the same with starting a passion project or a dream or something, because we live, especially in a country where we do get to just kind of jump ship and leave a corporate job or or whatever and kind of cultivate our own business, so to speak. And so I think the value in in your story is that you started small. And even though you've grown exponentially, you're at this point where you still want to maintain that small business mindset, you know, when you were hand packaging those things and you were shredding magazines and like keeping that same kind of uh, thread uh, woven into this part of your story is I think huge when you're when you're starting something and it starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger because you know people um, can sniff out the disingenuousness of or the just what is that word disingenuine I can't ever say it but you know what I'm yeah. saying when no one's being genuine to what they're you know called to do or what their purpose is you can sniff that out so um, I think that's super neat about primarily pure not only do you stick with clean and simple products but you also um, maintain that just with your distribution and as you continue to grow um, so you do have headquarters now and a holistic spa which I looked it up I'm like I need to go to this spa because who doesn't love a good spa day but I'd be remiss not to have you on this show and ask you some skincare questions. Um, I've had some questions come through um, just on social media. Um, Are there certain things that you would recommend for um, like melasma or skin darkening? Like what are certain things that you've learned along the way just from the general products more into the specificity of somebody's skin conditions? Yeah. So melasma, it's something I'm dealing with right now. I'm pregnant with my third child and, you know, yeah, thanks. So with hormonal changes, that's often something that, that can come about, um, for women, especially, and there's some products that can help with it. And there's also some internal things that can help with it. So I'll talk about the products first. Um, we have a line of products It's called our clarifying line. So our clarifying line is really great for anyone who's trying to clear up breakouts or just improve the clarity and tone and evenness of their skin in general. It has um, turmeric in it, which is really anti-inflammatory, has green tea in it, which is, um, has, is really high in antioxidants and also a lot of ingredients that are really rich in vitamin C, which is known to help with 
hyperpigmentation and discoloration of any kind. So our clarifying line consists of a serum, which is probably the number one thing I would recommend is our clarifying serum. Our clarifying mask is incredible as well. Those are probably the, the top two products I would recommend for anyone who is struggling with uh, melasma or discoloration. And then internally, I would say just to take a vitamin C supplement, um, that can be really helpful. And just protect your skin from the sun, be smart about it. We, we aren't a company that recommends avoiding the sun. Um, the sun has so many medicinal healing benefits to it, but be smart about your sun exposure. Don't, you know, be in this, don't ever let your skin burn. Mm -hmm. That's not a good thing, but, um, you know, don't fear it either. Right. And so, um, kind of piggybacking off of that with pregnancy, there was another question that came in of a safe skincare routine while breastfeeding is, are all your products safe? And then what are some of the things that you would recommend every pregnant and, um, postpartum woman to do with their skin? Yeah. All of our products are do contain essential oils that we feel are in dilutions that are safe for pregnancy and breastfeeding with the exception of our fancy face serum. And for that one, we offer a pregnancy safe version of it that okay. just um, excludes a few of the essential oils that are in the original version. So yeah, that's something if anyone has like specific concerns, obviously talk to your doctor about that. But okay. um, we feel that generally our products are safe for pregnant and breastfeeding moms. And then, so I'm actually so excited to be breastfeeding again because breast milk, I think is one of the best things that you can put on your skin. So really, when yeah, when, when I've, um, whenever I've breastfed in the past, I'll always just make sure whenever I can get like a little bit of it on my hands, I'll just kind of slather my wow. face that has, um, a lot of exfoliating, um, like fatty acids in it that are really talk about like melasma and hyperpigmentation. Breast milk is one of the best things that you can do for that. So that's so interesting. Yeah, just just breastfeeding in itself, yeah, is amazing. If you are putting that on your face, um, that'll do wonders for your skin. And then I think just a good simple routine for like busy moms in general would be. I mean, you can get so crazy with adding different steps to your skincare routine, yeah. but really like the three main things you need to do are cleanse, tone, and moisturize. So okay. three things. Um, I really love our cleansing oils. It's like a mini spa experience for anyone who's not familiar with the oil cleansing method. It's the idea of massaging these beneficial carrier oils and essential oils, which we formulate into um, a product into your face and kind of allowing that to dissolve the grime and dirt and build up in your skin and then rinsing it off with a with a warm washcloth okay. before toning and um and then applying like a serum or moisturizer of some kind so okay yeah for anyone who's short on time i'd say just just getting those three steps in we're going to take a quick break to discuss write it down's brand new website you can head over to widpod.com, W-I-D-P-O-D.com, and see all the goods. You'll notice a banner at the top of the page that says learn more. If you click that link, it'll show you how you can support Write It Down. P.S. My favorite part about the website is the Wid Wall, which is a collection of all the Write It Downs from the show. This podcast is made possible by the 1513 Network. So show the network some love and support by listening to their other shows. If not, just stick with Write It Down, because I'm the coolest, the realest, the illest. Now, back to the show. 
Would you be able to debunk the myth that if you put oils on your face, it will make you more oily? So what would you say that oils do for your for your face as far as that's concerned? Yeah, I think that's something that a lot of people fall prey to. I know I did. I do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was choosing like in high school, I remember just the most harsh cleanser I could that would, you know, in my mind, get rid of all of the oil. But really what that does when you strip your your skin of its natural oils, it causes your skin to then overproduce oil. So I was using like these harsh cleansers and I was still, I, I had those like clean and clear. Yes. Um, yes. Those like sheets. sheer sheets. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was still going through so many of those a day. I'm like, what is going on? I'm using like the, the harshest cleansers I can find. And little did I know is that I was just contributing to this cycle of okay. over cleansing and then having my skin overproduce oils. So once I started using the oil cleansing method, it's a way of cleansing that really just works with your skin and doesn't compromise your skin's natural moisture barrier while still getting rid of the, those, um, the dirt and grime and build okay. up in your pores. And as far as toner is concerned, even just with like the toner I've been using, I switch from using like a toner that I pour onto a cotton pad and put on my face into the spray. So is there a certain method in applying toner that you would recommend that you think is better for your skin or is it personal preference? Yeah, it's, it's more of a preference. I actually, I usually do, you, I use our everything spray as okay. a toner. And so it's called a spray, but we ship it to you with a normal cap on. And then we include a spray top because people use this for everything. People mm-hmm. will spray this onto their underarms in the middle of the day to freshen up. They'll use it on cuts and scrapes. They'll spray it onto their armpits or bikini line after they shave to prevent ingrown hairs. And that's why we call it everything sprayed. But as a toner, I prefer to keep the normal lid on and um, pour it onto an organic cotton round to tone my face because I feel like it's just a little bit more effective that way and kind of get any remaining residue off of my skin after oil cleansing. Okay. And one last kind of more of a wood pod fan uh, question would be uh, acne scars, um, acne treatment and what to do when you have kind of those, those skin craters, what would you recommend for that? Yeah. Um, our clarifying line again is like really good for anyone kind of struggling with any type of active breakouts or scarring from breakouts as well as the hyperpigmentation. So that's going to be helpful. And then I would say just diet is really important too for that and just for regeneration and healing. So not shying away from healthy hats, healthy, not healthy hats, healthy (laughs) fat. Our skin cells are made up primarily of fats. And so fat isn't something that we should be afraid of, but we should make sure that we're consuming good fats and not bad, um, damaged, unhealthy fats like canola oil and, and safflower oil. We want to stay away from those things and focus more on things like grass-fed butter and coconut oil and ghee and um, these more stable fats that are really going to be beneficial for our skin cells. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so if Bethany's traveling, which I'm assuming you have traveled some for your for your job and for your business, but if you can't pack all of your skincare routine, what are the the essentials that you pack and the things that you can't go without? And then also kind of this is a double header question, morning and night routine for you. What does that look like? Yeah, so if I'm traveling, I if I'm really trying to simplify, it's just our cleansing oil, everything spray that I use as a toner. And um, I'll just bring our baby balm because it makes a great moisturizer. And I love, it makes a great moisturizer for the face and also for the body. Okay. And I also kind of like to use it on my hands, just keep one of my person used on my hands. So it's, it's so multifaceted that that's kind of what I gravitate towards if I just need to pick you know, as, as few things as possible. Um, and then, so if I'm home and I'm going through my entire skincare routine, it's a little bit more in depth, but not, not very, I'll still start out with the oil cleansing method. And then I will double cleanse with one of our facial cleansing bars. So just like a traditional soap bar, but it's a very, very gentle. And we have three different ones for different skin types. I just kind of rotate between them because I like them all so much. So I'll oil cleanse and then I'll double cleanse with our facial bars. And then I will use the everything spray as a toner. And then I'll follow that up with a little bit of one of our mists, our facial mists. I'll spritz that on Mm -hmm. because pairing the, the water-based um, hydration effects of the mist with the oil-based hydration that I get from the serums and creams that we have really helps the moisture to absorb more deeply. So I'll start out the kind of hydration portion of my routine with that mist, and then I'll apply a serum. Um, Right now I'm using the clarifying because since becoming pregnant, my skin is just more prone to breakouts and discoloration. So using the clarifying serum, and then I'll use a little bit of the clarifying cream on top of that. So I think that's like five or six steps total. Yeah. Nothing too intense. like, like a quick three-step thing. Okay. And so do you recommend that when people wake up, they wash their face? Or do you think that's also personal preference? Are there certain things that you would recommend? Okay, if you don't know where to start with your skin, here's where you start to change things up. I actually don't think it's necessary to do much in the mornings. Um, when I wake up, I pretty much just kind of like splash my skin with some water. Sometimes I'll spritz a little bit of a mist on Um, sometimes I'll put a little bit of a moisturizer on, but I definitely don't go through like the cleansing, the toning, the more, like all the steps. It's just kind of more seeing what my skin needs in the moment. And yeah, I I usually do apply some kind of moisture, whether that's one of our hydrating mists or a serum or a cream, but that also just depends on like time of year and climate and, um, how dry or not dry I feel like my skin is at the time. Okay. And then would would you say in the future for Primally Pure, you guys would be looking to um, expand as far as products are concerned, doing like makeup and hair care and things like that? Or do you want to stay within your niche of um, more of cleansing um, products? Yeah, we get asked about makeup and hair care quite a bit. Um, it's not a part of the plan right now. Right now we're working on launching a sunscreen next summer and um, a few other little surprises, but yeah, hair care or makeup and hair. I'm not, not sure about yet. Yeah. 
Okay. It's a whole other thing. Yeah. No, it is. It's a whole other beast. And like, there are certain things that we don't see, obviously, like um, the chemistry behind it. And like you were saying, yeah. um, just some of the people that you guys have in place um, to create these products and package them. There's a lot that goes into it besides us just being like, whoa, our favorite skincare brand. They need to, <laughs> you know, get us a line over here. Uh, what's your opinion on ice or jade rollers? Do they work? Yeah. Yes, okay. I think I think both are great. We actually sell um, three different rollers, and I love putting them in the freezer so you get the benefits of the cold along with the benefits of the roller itself. So I think they're great for boosting circulation okay. um, and circulate. Ours actually have little ridges in it, mm -hmm. so it instead of it just being like a smooth gemstone, the ridges actually further stimulate. Um, blood flow and circulation, which is both of those things are just so healing for. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was talking with someone the other day trying to describe, cause I have one, um, of like what the purpose is. And I was like, I, when, after I said it, I'm like, do I even really know if that works? I mean, I've been doing it and I think it does. But then afterwards I was like, I really sold that. Like I knew, but I, <laughs> I don't, this is so I'm glad yeah. to have you on the show and share with us that it does work and keep it up ladies. If you have an ice or a jade roller, uh, for yeah. your skin to create circulation and, um, to kind of keep down that inflammation, especially around your eyes. I mean, it's insane too. Like here in Florida, uh, we have tons of different seasons of allergies. And I know for me, you know, when I take my makeup off at night, I put my toner on and put my, um, my night cream on, I will use that. And I just feel like it's just, even again, even if it's in my head, I'm like, I feel like it's just getting everything out. It's just kind of like detoxifying my face a little bit. So that is good to hear. Um, so I typically end each show with a rapid fire, but with you, I'm going to do something a little bit different and starting a little bit early because I do want you to kind of tell us why or why not, but we're going to play a little game called red light, green light, and I'm going to mention something and you can say red light, and then you can give a little, um, description of why you say you should stop doing this and then green light and why you should continue. Um, okay. Red light, green light. First one, Botox. Um, red light. Okay. Why red light? So everything that we were just talking about, stimulating blood flow, circulation, movement within the tissue, that's what, that's what is necessary for creating healthy tissue, right? So like working out, um, you know, it, it's necessary to move your muscles to, retain those muscles and create new muscle growth and for the cells to kind of communicate with each other and be healthy. And that's what things like facial rollers do. That's what, um, gua sha does, which is another type of gemstone technique to reduce inflammation and puffiness and fine lines and all those things. But Botox does literally the opposite of that. It paralyzes the facial tissue okay. so that it doesn't, so that it can't move. It inhibits all movement, not to mention that Botox, um, botulinum toxin, which is the full name for Botox is one of the most poisonous substances known to man. So it's obviously in very small doses, but for anyone that is conscious of lowering their toxic loads, doing something long-term that is going to increase your toxic load is not a good idea. And so I'm not a fan of Botox. Okay, right. Yeah, no. After hearing that, I'm like, man, <laughs> I've never gotten it. But now I'm like, there's no way because anyways, but so red light to Botox, um, retinol. I would say. Mm. 
We can add in a yellow maybe, light if you maybe, need a yellow yeah, light. <laughs> maybe yellow red. Okay. Um, I had a really bad experience with retinol when I, that was one of the things that I was prescribed in high school to help with my acne. And um, it did, but I think most people know it's, it increases, dramatically increases photosensitivity. Mm-hmm. And it's especially for younger kids like I was, like I wish dermatologists would not prescribe that um, at all. If you're an adult, use it at your own risk. Um, but for kids, especially not kids for teens and young adults, um, I wish it wasn't, I wish it wasn't something that dermatologists would prescribe. Um, and there are other options. Um, I actually don't know if I'm saying this right, but Bakuchil is an ingredient that has been touted as being like the natural alternative to retinol. And we use that in our plumping mask and it has really similar effects without the negative side effects. Okay. So that would lead me probably to my next red light, green light question, face masks. Yeah. Face masks are great. Um, ones that are made with natural, pure, safe ingredients can do wonders for your skin. I would say it's important not to overdo it. Um, it's not something that needs to, that you need to do every day necessarily. Although you could with some masks like ours are honey and clay based and they're they're pretty safe if, if someone would want to do them every single day, but I don't think you need to. So okay. a few times a week, face masks are awesome. Okay. Um, eye cream, red light or green light? Um, green light. Green light. Okay. As long as it's a, as long as it's a good one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because I also never really knew like the huge difference of why my cream that I put under here would be different than the cream I put all over my face if the one I'm putting all over my face is under my eyes as well. So I was always just curious about like, is there is there a difference in um, the properties within each eye cream and within each face cream? So it's good to know that it's a green light if you find a safe one for those of you listening. Uh, red light or green light using scrubs um, on your face instead of a cleanser? I would say red light. And this is something that our holistic esthetician feels really strongly about that if we're constantly um, scrubbing the the surface of our skin, it's going to provide us with beneficial results in the beginning. But if we're continuing to do that long term, like your skin is pulling nutrients from its deeper layers to replenish the skin and give you that kind of glowy look. And if we're continuing to do that, you know, day in, day out for weeks, months, years, eventually it's going to start depleting your skin of those deeper nutrient stores. Okay. So I I guess what about one of those little things that you put cleanser on and then you, you know, kind of scrub your face like with the, not bristles, but they're like the whatever plastic or gel. Would you recommend just literally only using cream, putting it on your hands and rubbing it like in circular motion to get your makeup off, to get um, just kind of the dirts and oils off your face? I haven't used that, so I'm not sure. I think okay. some like super gentle abrasion okay. is probably okay, but um, in terms of really like scrubbing, probably not something you want to do. Okay. And my last red light, green light is face peels. Yeah, we're actually, I was actually just talking with our esthetician about this. Um, And it's kind of along the same lines of, um, of the scrubbing idea. Like if we, you know, our, that's another thing where if we're 
quote, like really damaging, I'm doing air quotes, but it is a form of damage to the skin to, to do a face peel and, um, might provide probably does provide you with immediate results. However, if it's something that can, that we continue to do, which most people I think do once they start getting these, um, they do it on somewhat of a regular basis. And over time, it's just going to deplete your skin of those nutrient stores. Okay. So we're going to go with red light on the face peels. Bethany, we are at that point of the show where I ask each guest to give the audience something to write down. So Bethany McDaniel, what is your write it down? Okay. So this isn't, I'm not the first person to say this. I've heard it a few times, but it's something that I, that I kind of keep coming back to in my journey as an entrepreneur. And that is that God doesn't call the qualified. He calls, he qualifies the call. Mm. Um, and so I just think that's so relevant for anyone who feels like God has put a passion or a dream or anything like that on your heart, that if you don't feel qualified, like that's, it's not a good reason to not go after something. If you're trusting that, like God will qualify you every step of the way. I definitely did not feel qualified. Like, you know, seven years ago to do what I'm doing now, but it's been, um, it's been a process. And I feel like God has continued to give me what I need to, to do this, you know, in every step of the way. Yeah. I love that. And it kind of echoes what, um, Marshall and I were talking about before this. If any of you guys have been watching, Marshall is our awesome audio engineer here at the studio. But, um, we were just talking about, you know, when you were in school and you would go into a classroom and you would, it wouldn't even maybe be your classroom, but you'd go in there and you'd write Brooke was here or Bethany Mm -hmm. was here. And it was just kind of small in the corner of the chalkboard or on the whiteboard. And, um, like it's kind of the same thing with God. Sometimes we don't see, you know, in that moment, like what he's doing, you know, and what you're saying is like, um, like if you don't feel qualified, like that's the best place to start. Because when you go back and you retell your story, just like you just did with Primally Pure, or uh, we all can do if we write it down. But if you remember your story, you can look back and go, oh my gosh, God was there. God was here in those moments. And he, he opens those doors and does the heavy lifting. And you look back and like, wow, there wasn't, you know, the things I worried about or I stressed about in the moment or the fact that I felt insignificant. I was really super significant because God said I was, and he's the one that did it. So I think that's, what's really cool about your story. It had such humble beginnings. And I know that you will um, maintain that heartbeat throughout the entire process of Primally Pure and the new products that come out and the new connections you make. And I hope that you bring a holistic experience out of Florida, because that would be amazing (laughs) if you go international or national with your holistic spas and what you're up to. But Bethany, I can't thank you enough for coming on this show and sharing your story and giving us some awesome feedback on what we should be doing for our skincare. So thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Brooke. Such good questions. And um, let me know if you're ever out in California and want to get a facial at our spa. Oh, yeah, I do, because I'm going to California next week. So you might catch me there. Yes, I am. So we'll have to chat after the show. Um, And uh, I would love to meet you in person one day. So thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Write It Down podcast. This podcast is a part of the 1513 Network. You can catch a variety of shows on their website, 1513.com. If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at W-I-D-P-1513.
P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool. Stands for Write It Down Podcast, but it's abbreviated to WIDPOD. Anyways, thanks for listening, and we will catch you later.